Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Hello and welcome back to the Kingdom Says Podcast. We are back for another off-season episode here. Still waiting for uh, some big news to talk about and some interesting things to talk about. So we're just, we're hanging on in there with you. But we are back. I am your host as always, Garrett Williams, at Garrett720 on Twitter. And joining me are my two co-hosts as always. First off, we got my boy, Kyle Henning, at KDEN16. Kyle, how are you doing today? Uh, It's Wednesday. And Wednesdays always suck for me because it's the middle of the week. And it's also usually the day I actually have to go into my office. So, yeah. Yeah, Wednesdays are never really fun for anyone. It's just the halfway point of the entire week. It's Yeah, it's not like I really need it to be Friday or like Thursday even. Thursday yeah. would be at least decent. At least, right. Um, and then also joining us, we got my boy Tom Welty at Arrowhead Tom. Tom, how are you doing on this beautiful Wednesday? Hey, man, I'm having a great day as always. You know, I love to talk about the Chiefs, even during the slow off-season times when maybe people are out there having arguments on Twitter that they shouldn't be having. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm excited to talk about relevant things to the Kansas City Chiefs and not silly articles. Looking articles. at you, PFF, as usual. Yes, yeah. not silly manufactured arguments that are apples and oranges. <laughs> I yeah, don't even so, know if they're there. Like apples yeah. and tomatoes. Yeah, so... In terms of Chief, relevant Chiefs news, there's not too much to talk about. Um, the Chiefs did start the second phase of their uh, their mini camp, training camp, whatever you want to kind of call it, OTAs, voluntary. Boys office. are in the building. Yeah, the boys and are all in the of building. the boys are in the they building, including a certain players, I believe, <clears throat> including a certain individual who was having conversations about contracts on Twitter recently, and there was some speculation on whether or not he would show up. I saw a video that the Chiefs released that looked like there was some familiar hairstyle in there doing some workout routine that I might have recognized. So I believe our friend the landlord has decided that uh, he's going to collect rent from the Chiefs' offices still. Yep, I do believe so. We got a lot of a lot of the Chiefs in the building. Like I said, 81 of them are back in the building. Um, Patrick Mahomes, obviously. We got the receivers. We got everyone in there. Uh, a couple new additions to the, uh, the locker room since the last time we talked to you. I guess they're not new since they're uh, in the rookie minicamp tryouts, basically. But uh, the Chiefs ended up signing two guys from the tryout session. Uh, Manny Patterson, a cornerback out of Maine. And then uh, Darius Fountain, who was a wide receiver out of NIU. Um, so two players, not sure if they're going to really have an effect. Kyle, do you think? Uh, what do you think about Manny Patterson? Do you have anything on him? I mean, he's a corner. Um, it's yeah. another. It's a position uh, Veach likes to address in this fashion, and they didn't give up squat to get him. Now they did some. There was some weird contract thing where. He was signed, but he wasn't. The contract was rejected by the league because they're speculating it wasn't the right link based on his classification as a UDFA because he yeah. was on there or something like that. 
Jason at OTC, Jason at Over the Cap, and uh, I think Arrowhead Pride have an article on it. If you really want to get into the nitty gritty of that, I that's as far as I'm going. As far as Pat, uh, as far as Patterson, the player is concerned, I, I I've not watched a single snap of the kid. Nothing to tell you there. I am able to go look at what he did at Maine. I mean, he was all CAA in 2018. He was like third in the in the country in pass breakups per game. He had three picks that year. He led the team. Tied, he was tied for the team leading picks. He made 47 tackles, so he's at least a willing tackler. Um, doesn't look like he started in 17. And, but in 2019, he was the All-American first team FCS player and selected to uh, the FCS preseason starting lineup. Now, I don't know what happened after that in 19, but he's 5'10", 180. He's, he made it. He was on Washington's practice squad last year. He was on the Texans practice squad at points last year. They brought him in during minicamp, and they liked what they saw. And we still don't have corners. Like I, we're going to talk about our free agent stuff later, and I, I'll, I'll give you a little spoiler. I'm going to be talking about a corner in that free agent conversation because we still need a corner. Yeah. So Manny Patterson adding uh, a little bit of flair there, a little bit of. Uh, it looks like a slot guy, honestly, for yeah. the size that he is and it kind seems- of what he's going to be. It'll be a, it'll be a guy they try to maybe rotate in at the slot position in case, or as insurance or store on the practice squad squad in case Fenton doesn't stick around next year or somebody else maybe that they let on, move on. Yeah, so uh, interesting to see what he'll do. And then Darius Fountain, another guy, a uh, wide receiver. He was on the Colts. He was on the Colts for the past year or two, I believe. Um, I talked about him on the last episode as someone who would. Uh, be a guy to kind of look out for. He's a he's a bigger receiver, or he's not he's not a bigger receiver, but he kind of plays bigger than he is. He's a he's a physical guy. He's got some toughness to him. Uh, he has special teams, you know, experience under his belt, so he can contribute in that sense. Uh, he's almost like a D Rob type of a player, except just not up to the caliber that D Rob currently is. But uh, you know, who knows if he'll make any kind of an impact? Tom, you know, this receiver room's kind of stacked, and there's a lot of guys coming back from from last season. So who knows if Darius Fountain will, will really make an impact, but you know, just another, another guy to, to add to the fray. Yeah. I think with Fountain, it's someone who's got a little bit more professional experience. Uh, he spent some time with the Colts. Uh, he was actually drafted in 2018 as a fifth round pick. I remember that year he was a name that a lot of guys had on, on as like their sleeper list. Uh, he's a big bodied guy. He played at Northern Iowa, who just had a, a really strong class this year. Um, he's going to have to, you know, make his way and, and find his spot on this roster. It's, I wouldn't say it's impossible, but um, you know, there, there's there's a good physical skill set there. I it is a little bit of a crowded receiver room, like you mentioned. You know, Demarcus Robinson kind of has a similar pro- profile, and you know, that may the fact that Robinson's been with the team for a while may play in his favor. So he's got an uphill battle to. to to fight there, but at the same time, he, everything I've I've seen and read, you know, he's a well-liked kid, works hard, and, and you know, one of those guys that you just kind of want to root for, just based on, you know, the the story, you know, his story. I mean, you want to see people succeed, but um, yeah, it'd be cool to see him on the active roster and to see him, you know, find a place in Kansas City. We could, you know, Patrick Mahomes needs all the the pass catchers we can find for him. I uh, I think uh, Garrett made a point that kind of may give him a leg up in the. D-Rob conversation is his ability to play special teams and Dave Tobe loving some guys that don't really know how to play special teams. If he can come in and make an impact and make himself a staple on the special team side of the ball, he can find his way onto this roster. Yeah. Cause I, like he, he made catches for the Colts, not a ton of them. He has two catches for 23 yards last year, but yeah. he, he at least 
touch the football in a NFL game. And you have a lot of guys on this roster right now at the receiver position that haven't done that. Yeah, exactly. He kind of stepped up into a role last year when there were some injuries in that wide receiver room for the Colts. So, you know, it's just guys making the most of their opportunities. Now he's getting a chance with the Chiefs, and uh, we'll see if either of them pan out through uh, through training camp and, see, uh, you know, keep an eye on them and see if they generate any more waves. Because we've seen, we've seen some guys, you know, who have become training camp, you know, favorites, hopefuls, I guess, who get a lot of coverage and makes, you know, some, some big highlight-worthy catches over over guys that aren't even in pads. So Jody Fortson season. Jody Fortson is the exact guy that uh, is a great reference. Cody Thompson. That dude is a training camp team. Yeah. Cody Thompson was a guy last year also who had that kind of treatment. There's, I mean, we've had – there's been a couple guys for sure, so – uh, I went with the easy one that everybody will recognize. That just yes. for the simplicity. All of our friends and the yeah. every literally every Chiefs podcast I've listened to in the last two years has talked about Jody Fortson in training camp at some point. The training camp Hall of Fame. <laughs> at the top of that mountain is Bobby Scipio. There are statues around. outside the the hall that guard the the gates of the training camp Hall of Fame. Tom and those Bobby statues Scipio, are Bobby Scipio. Every single podcast. Jody like it's not it's not a it's not a kingdom says epic episode if there's an a bobby scipio reference it feels like god lord i'm gonna have to listen we haven't even had to get down this conversation we're just getting into the offseason we haven't talked about how tyler thigpen would have been the franchise quarterback had matt castle not stolen away oh don't even oh boy but what about what about brody croyle though i mean dude was a stud in college no no tyler thigpen always always tyler thigpen forever tyler thigpen I, I like me some Tyler Thigpen, good dude, but yeah, I don't think so. I like Bruce. There's nobody who doesn't like Tyler Thigpen except for Todd Haley. To <laughs> <laughs> say, there is somebody. We know, and, and we know someone who doesn't like Tyler yeah, Thigpen. He does not I, like him very much at all. Actually. I acknowledge that I am not a professional football coach. However, if there's one thing I've learned about the NFL and being successful in it is if Todd Haley wants you to do that thing, you should not do it. And if he doesn't want you to do it, you should do that thing. So Tyler Thigpen should have been the franchise. On that note, uh, Todd Haley is also not a professional football coach anymore. I believe he's coaching high school students in Florida at the moment. Yeah, he might be actually just walking out of a bar as soon as he got got done coaching the high school students too. <laughs> that too, but might, he's... I, I know for a fact, back. I think he said it on, the podcast, on a podcast he was recently on, that he is in fact coaching in high school, which makes me question who thought he's a good idea to have around high school students after his behavior in the pros but hey welcome to the todd haley slander podcast <laughs> I, it's not even slander man. like we all watch this dude and all of it was is out there in public now yeah. that dude's crazy especially after like, his, crazy, crazy. his appearance on the uh, on the browns with the hard knocks that was a, yeah uh, man that's just, like really... just know that none of us have money and we're not worth suing and we can't afford lawyers yeah yeah really that's it it's really not worth it at all <laughs> All right, um, jumping into today, modern day uh, Chiefs news, Chiefs Chiefs conversations here. Uh, stop living in the past because we've already won a Super Bowl ring now. So you know we can it really everything that everything yeah everything before the Super Bowl is just kind of like a, a fog. It's like oh uh, it happened, but did it really? You know. I All right. Yeah. So let's get into the second segment of our show here. Uh, we're going to kind of go over some roster holes slash some free agents that we'd like to take a flyer on. Um, in my opinion, just to start off this whole conversation, I think Brett Veach has done a really good job at building up this team thus far in this offseason. I think he's filled a lot of the, the major holes that a lot of people you know, came into the offseason thinking that there were going to be some very bad holes that would not get fixed. And then, you know, all of a sudden our left tackle needs filled, you know, we've got uh, some D line help. It's, you know, the, the holes definitely started to fill themselves, but 
there's still some, you know, there's still some guys left that we'd like to see. Some guys we'd like to take a flyer on. Um, I'm gonna give it to Kyle to start it off this uh, discussion. Uh, he teased to it earlier who he might be going with. Kyle, who would you like to take a flyer on? Corner, and it's not a flyer. You know what you're getting. It's Brashad Breland, and it's Brashad Breland all day, every day. I don't. I, I still don't understand why he's not on this roster. Um, listen to Times Ours right before we recorded this. So listen to Nate say that there's still a potential that he's on this roster. I just don't. I don't understand how there's not. You don't have a veteran leader in that in that portion of your locker room. I understand. I talked about it last time, and I'll say it again. I know Matthew is a DB leader. I get that they don't call themselves corners, but playing outside cornerback is different than playing just about any other position in that secondary. And you need a veteran guy at that position that can teach these young guys. Legereus need help with Shavarius Ward continue to grow, um, help develop DeAndre Baker, teach these guys how to play corner in this league. And, and the difference is because consistent corner play is really hard to get. And not just consistent, consistent, competent corner play. Like you have to be decent at corner and be consistent for me to call it consistent corner play. You can, I'm not asking for, he's not going to be, it's not Revis Island. It's not. But he's not going to get torched. You know, you don't have to worry about him being there. You know, he can play. You know, he knows the system and you don't have a better option out there right now. And anybody that mentions Steven Nelson can fall off a cliff. So I think Steven Nelson would be – I'm just kidding. Jeez, know. I thought he was about to actually make an argument there. I was like, oh, no. Well, listen, what we, we got to – it's the offseason. we got to keep people interested. So Steven Nelson, Nelson Island. We can get into a full argument right now about – You want to talk about Steven – you want to talk about somebody that I, I would really like to never see in a Chiefs uniform again and I don't think we'll ever see in a Chiefs uniform again? Steven I don't, Nelson. Yeah, I don't think he – I mean, he was over there – Playing for the Steelers, who was the most talented team he's ever been a part of. So yeah, best organization, know, yada yada yada, best fans. Been. And I get that when you change team and whatnot. He also made it a point to go out and be really, really kind of gross on Twitter in a couple of instances and on yeah. social media. And he didn't earn that. He, he also, yeah, that. no. And and the other part of him is, I understand that you didn't get along with the coaching staff, especially on that side of the ball. Nobody did. Newsflash. Bob Sutton was not everybody on defense's favorite guy. There's a reason he's not on this in this coaching staff anymore. But you pretending like you weren't part of the problem and why Kansas City wasn't wanting you back and your play and your locker room behavior. And I understand that Marcus Peters was in that room and may have been a little bit of a hothead at the same time, too. So you may have been feeding off of it. Don't care. You didn't play well enough like Marcus Peters did to be that dude. Yeah. So, eh, I, 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 like, I have no interest in Steven. Matter of fact, I hope Denver or Oakland or Vegas or somebody that we get to play twice a year goes and picks Steven up so I can watch Tyree Kill put him in a blender twice a week, twice a year for the next several years. That would be pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, Steven Nelson was one of the most infuriating players to to ever, like, for me to ever watch. Like, it, it, Turn he, your head. Turn your head. <laughs> Hey, it's not how he was taught, man. It's not how him he was and, taught. Uh, yeah, he wasn't taught. He wasn't he taught. Was, he wasn't taught how to turn his head. Yeah. His, his uh, him and uh, Philip Gaines. That was the, oh, the dreaded one-two punch. Yeah. Eric Murray yeah. was a, a fun yeah, third. Er, Eric Murray was going to take over for Eric Berry. And, yeah. The only guy worse than all the guys you just listed is Orlando Scandrick. So. Yeah. Yeah. And he was a. He we was won't talk a, about the time. Bad. 
Yeah, Orlando got put in his place on. Uh, which which game was that? Like, which game was that? With the uh, 2000, uh, 2018 Shannon Sharp. Every, every when Shannon Sharp comes after you. When Shannon Sharp you worse than. Oh, God. Yeah, when Shannon, Shannon burnt him worse than the blast. receiver did. Yeah, yeah. When you're when Shannon Sharp comes to the defense of the Kansas City Chiefs because <laughs> you were so wrong, <laughs> and then points out that you were on that field, you were on that yeah, side of the like, ball. What are you talking say. about? And you were part of the worst defense in history, guy, was, and yeah, one of the was, starting corners. Yeah, um, I'm surprised Shannon's not in, in prison for murder <laughs> on live TV for that incident. Uh, <laughs> you notice Orlando's not been on that show much since then. I, Orlando hasn't he, been I don't, much I've anywhere. I've not seen him since. Is yeah. he still alive? <laughs> I, don't I don't know, but that boy ain't been on TV name. in a minute. Yeah. So I, I I'm gonna Kyle. I'm gonna put you on the spot. We're gonna come back because I feel like you, Breland is kind of a cheap one. You gotta come up with a better. I want an original, original not, new guy. We'll you a minute to All think right. About it. I have we'll another one, but Breland is the one that I want the most. That's that's the hole I want filled, and that's who I want to fill it because I just don't think there's another option out there, and I don't understand why he's not on this roster. Even if you have to give him more than one year, why would you not? Fair enough. Fair enough. You have veteran backup at cornerback in the NFL. Even if you give him multiple years, and Snead and Baker beat him out. I think because if you, the Chiefs are not like Brett Veach has set it up to be flexible, but if you give him that multi-year deal, year two or year three, you might need that money for somebody else. Um, it ain't gotta be, it ain't gotta be fully guaranteed. It can so, be cuttable. It doesn't well, have to be a real it depends deal. On what he wants. Yeah, that's fine. But he's obviously also not getting offers from a lot of other places. Cause he's still unfreaking signed. That is true. Yeah. The he's, longer, he's the longer it goes, the, the better uh, chances we have. Go look at the other corners available at the veteran cornerback spot and tell me who's within five paces of him on the cornerback list in the NFL. The only one would be – I don't think there's one. The only one would probably be Richard Sherman, but pass he's, on Richard Sherman. Look, man, I love Richard. He's only playing cover three right now. He's too yeah. damn slow and he can't is, play man. Yeah, exactly. He's not nowhere nowhere near his prime. This so is not five-time all-pro Richard Sherman anymore. Yeah. I love Richard Sherman. I am Richard, Richard Sherman, I'm not who, hating uh, I am not hating. I think you will be a Hall of Famer one day. I really do. However, you're not going to play man coverage, and we play man. I'm sorry. Example A, uh, Sammy Watkins in the Super Bowl. (laughs) So Devontae Adams four weeks before that. Yeah, we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Um, Tom, you're up for the uh, free agent flyer that you want to take. All right. So this is tough because the position I want to take doesn't have anybody – Good enough for me. I want us desperately to bring in another defensive end. We have got. I'm so worried about this pass rush. Even though I know Chris Jones is going to theoretically play on the outside, I know we've got Joshua Kendo, who's a physical beast. But you know all this stuff. Eh, I and I, I want somebody who, when Frank Clark. Oh gosh, here we go. I'm just going to say it. You know what? If he shows up at my house, he shows up oh. at my house. When Frank Clark Clark fails to register a double digit sack season again. Maybe this person has a chance to do it. So, somebody, somebody in that ballpark. There's not, but those guys aren't walking around on the street. So, there aren't any defensive ends that we could take. Um, I will go with a guy that whose name was kind of connected to the Chiefs uh, recently. I saw it on, on Twitter uh, a couple of weeks, and I expected there to be kind of news. It was heard that players were recruiting him, and it would make sense. And that's uh, D.D. Westbrook, a wide receiver out of, um, gosh, where did he play? Uh, Didi, Oklahoma. Didi, no, well, out of Oklahoma, but then he was playing for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, he's coming off, I believe, a torn ACL. Yeah, week week one of last year, which stinks. And he's kind of, you know, he's listed at six foot, 
187, I think. So he's a little bit light, maybe a slot guy. I, I, honestly, I don't care. I think the way the Chiefs offense works, you can move pieces around. And just having another guy, honestly, if he took Demarcus Robinson's spot or if he took anybody's spot, th- there might be value there. I'm hoping that maybe it's just an issue of, you know, he just needs a few more weeks before he can, you know, fully test and come in and get cleared for a physical. But to me, that makes – and just in terms of the value, I think he's one of the better names out there. Um, still a young guy, young guy at 27. Uh, I think he's 27 years old. And, like, bring him in. Let him be that um, third or fourth receiver. And he's been productive. I mean, the guy had, I think, 700 yards or 600 yards in the last season that he played. So similar production to what you see from a guy like Demarcus Robinson and just having that more, more um, production. And, and as we just mentioned, there's – there's guys who played with him in college, uh, Orlando Brown Jr., and some other connections there. So bring in, bring me D.D. Westbrook. Let him be our third, fourth receiver. And, again, he might be a guy who is pushing someone like McCole Hardman to look over his shoulder a little bit and to, to focus a little harder and, and to be a little bit better this year. So I like competition at the wide receiver spot. Patrick Mahomes is going to make whoever is out there look better than what they are. So, um bring him in, and then let him go sign a nice, big, uh, juicy, fat contract next year, and we can get a comp pick from it. That's that's my my plan. I like Didi. Um, the only thing that's concerning, like you said, is the ACL, because we've seen guys come off ACL not be 100% themselves after that first AC, after the first season after the ACL. Um, we saw a little bit with Juan last year. seen it with some other guys around the league where they don't quite have that first step that they used to have until they get about a year and a half or two years out from that ACL. But he tore it in week one of last season. So he's been – it's longer than it was when Juan tore his, if that makes sense. Like it's been – it'll be considerably longer by the time week one rolls around than it will was for when Juan blew his up. Um, I think he's McColl insurance – McColl slash D-Rob insurance in case you have one of those guys really struggle this year if you do do that move. Uh, he was electric with the football at Oklahoma, man. He put the ball in his hands and look out. Yeah. Um, it's another guy that's a weapon. They love weapons. I could see them doing that very easily. Yeah, I think especially just his versatility. And like you said, he he played amazingly at Oklahoma. He was a threat at Oklahoma. He was a monster. Obviously, Oklahoma. once you get to Jacksonville, there's probably a sharp decline. He had, oh, by the way, his 700-yard season was with Blake freaking Bortles, a quarterback. Yeah, so, like, that's saying yeah, that's worth like, mentioning. You are, yeah, you are not set up for success if you're going to Jacksonville, whatever way you put it. I mean, maybe now with, with Urban Meyer moving running backs to a wide receiver, but... We ain't, we ain't, uh, 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 uh,
Yeah, D.D. Westbrook. No I spots like on that. No blemishes on that record. No, yeah, no. I mean, it's not like, I mean, it's just football. It's not like anyone got killed. It's yeah. not like anyone got killed, asterisk. Anyways. <clears throat> D.D. Westbrook, <throat> Westbrook, great player. Um, who knows if y'all actually heard all that, because it might have just got cut. Who knows? We might have just <laughs> saved, we might have just saved a lawsuit. But D.D. Westbrook, great player. I like him a lot. I'm up next here for the free agents uh, that we would take a flyer on. And I'm going to go back to the defensive side of the ball, uh, almost where Kyle went. But I'm going to go safety route, and I'm going to go with Malik Hooker, who I believe is still uh, out there. And he is, for all intents and purposes, he's like a, a pretty versatile guy. He's He can play corner. He can play safety. He can rotate in. Bob, or not Bob Sutton. We've been talking about too much about Bob Sutton. That uh, my name, his name's in my mouth. But Steve Spagnolo, he <laughs> likes to use his safeties. That's never a good place for Bob Sutton. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why, like, we've talked about too, so much heartbreak this episode already with Bob Sutton and Steven Nelson, and we don't even have to go into it. But Malik Hooker, listen, like, he is. <laughs> Are you like, doing the manscape read on this? I'm assuming. Uh, we could. You want you want to fire right into it? Should we just transition right into that? I mean, we're already down this pathway at this point with Bob Sutton. I so I figured maybe we should just fully cover our ball scenario, take care of everybody's crop preservation, and you let everybody know about our uh, promo code that we got going on over here. Yeah, promo right code, say it again, at manscaped.com. Gets you 20% off plus free shipping. Check it out. Um, uh, Lawnmower 4.0 and the Weed Whacker, both really nice. Also, all of their little side products and their underwear. Y'all, if y'all just buy underwear from Manscaped, buy the underwear. Most yeah, comfortable underwear. pair of underwear I I've put right on. Right now, I'm wearing some Manscaped I am underwear too. right now. It Weirdly is enough, I'm not. Um, so that makes me the odd. I, I didn't get the memo, guys. We could have synced up the underwear. This comment. was not planned. This was <laughs> this not, not planned. planned. If you can tell, nothing in this episode has been planned thus far. <laughs> Clearly. This has been a, a chaos show, but hey, one yeah, this is my, might be like an all-timer. Yeah, it looks like a Bob Sutton defensive game plan. Yeah, it's <laughs> just all over the place. Back to Manscaped. No chance. Manscaped. Uh, I can attest that the lawnmower 4.0, 4, 4, wow, 4. lawnmower 4.0, yeah, it's great. is a handy tool, and so is the uh, the weed whacker, and yep. yeah, I'm a fan. Yeah, I'm uh, telling you, that little spotlight and that sort of shiny oh, I'm blade. I'm telling you, that, that spotlight is, yeah. is a game changer for sure. And, and they have the, the adjustable blades. You have different lengths, look, whatever length you want. Yeah, it's waterproof. It and is I'm, waterproof. The person, I'm the person who, like, I take care of that in the shower because yeah. there's far less crap to clean up afterwards. Yep. Like, I'm not worried about, like, vacuuming the floor and crap like that. Yeah, so. plus, like, no one's going to walk in. Like, you could yeah. have a bathroom. Like, you could walk into the yeah. bathroom. You don't want to be caught. Like, Spring in a precarious it. position. It's just not a good look. Exactly. Do it in the shower. And it's the easier, best thing, it's waterproof. The best thing about the new uh, Lawnmower 4.0 is that it is nick-free. Like, you do not have to worry about your boys getting nicked. That is, like, the number <sighs> one fear everyone has when shaving down there, is that you Every don't want to nick the ever. boys. Ever. Like, you ever. don't want to nick the boys. So, <laughs> you once you get that, you will, I mean, you will <laughs> feel it in your soul, okay? So, you, so... Avoid doing that and save yourself uh, a lot of pain and suffering and do your balls a favor by going to manscaped.com using promo code say it again to get 20% off plus free shipping. So, All right, now that Bob yeah. Sutton's out of your mouth and we got that out of the way, <laughs> what about... What about Malik Hooker? So like I was Malik saying, Hooker. we were... Yeah, sorry Malik, your, your praise by me got interrupted by that. But listen, Malik Hooker, I think he adds some versatility. The Chiefs obviously didn't invest very highly into the safety or corner you know 
uh, position during the draft, which is something that a lot of guys, a lot of people wanted to see them invest in more. So, you know, I would like to, I would like to take that flyer on him, and that is the guy that I will be taking a flyer on. Any thoughts? I don't mind it. It adds depth in the safety in the in the safety position where you don't have to use Dan Sorensen all the time. And listen, if you don't I want love to. I, and love I love Dan, Dan Sorensen, but I he's got limitations. Well, unfortunately, he'll <laughs> probably be not on the team next year. We've so. been saying that for like two years, though. Yeah, I guess he I, does I find a way. We might I have been saying that for longer than two. We oh, might have yeah. his replacement with another BYU guy. On the... I do like uh, I do like Malik Hooker. I think the biggest thing is just trying to keep him healthy, which is yeah. really hard to do. That seems um, to be the the trend with a lot of the available free agents that are still left. Yeah, there, is that... but again, that might be it. Might be a benefit where if he's seeing less snaps, he can again he's playing a rotational role. You bring him in on one year deal, he looks really good. Someone goes, ooh, remember former first-rounder first Malik Hooker? I think he went 14th overall um, hmm. out of Ohio State. Don't. What don't was that? Former what? First overall pick. They're not first overall, but first-rounder. Shocking. 14th overall. What, what, does, what does a certain GM in Kansas City have a f- deep infatuation with doing? Patrick, oh. Patrick, uh, Patrick first-round draft picks. I thought you were just saying deep infatuation. Deep infatuation with period. Just, he, well, he, all loves, he loves Patrick. Yes, Mahomes. he does have a deep Can infatuation with Patrick. However, he has a deep infatuation with bringing in first-round picks that are reclamation projects and turning them into things. See exactly. literally half this roster. Yeah, yes. we've talked about so, it a lot. Um, I'm, I'm on board with the Malik Hooker pick. So now we have to go back to Kyle, though, because he picked Breland. Yeah, and yeah, I, and I, I, got, I got it for you. I, I call better can I can I now if they didn't already go get Jaron Reed, it would be Sheldon Richardson. But they already went and got Jaron Reed, so we don't really need that inside there. You got Naughty, you got that, you got Jones. You mentioned defensive end, Tom, and there's a, there's a name that people are going to recognize that is available on the defensive end board, and it is not Melvin Ingram. Good. Good. I will just yeah, good. He wears 50, or at least he used to, and he used to wear it in a red uniform for the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh. We already have one. Can I interest you in Justin Houston, Chris Jones, Jaron Reed, and Frank Clark as your front four? Yeah, I mean, I would take Chris Jones. I'm sorry. I would take Justin Houston back if he would come back. Yeah, if, if Justin can, if that bridge is not burnt, which I hope it's not. I don't think it is. It, yeah, it wasn't main, great when I he think left. His main problem was probably with Bob Sutton. So. Huh, weird. We've talked about that name eight times <laughs> yeah. on this podcast due to old free agents that no longer play here. Welcome to the Bob Slander. Bob Slander? Bob, Bob Sutton, Slander. Slander special. Might yeah. as well be. Yeah. Yeah. And Sutton. it's not even sl- – hey, it's only slander if it's not true. And everything so far about Bob? Yeah, we. I have, I have heard zero, uh, zero lies told so far. No, I will say I do think Bob is a good man. I'm not sure that we discussed earlier in the episode, sure. but he seems like a nice guy, so we don't want to. You know, we don't want to hate on him too hard. There but, is a lot. Okay, look, but the episode uh, will be named nice Bob Sutton. Don't put episode, me in charge so. of an NFL defense tomorrow. Yeah, I, I'm not yeah. telling you I can do it better. I'm just telling you that's the worst it's ever been done in the NFL in one season. That's all uh, I'm telling. It's it's up there. I'll give you that. And, so, <laughs> I do think it would be interesting an interesting locker room dynamic though with Justin Houston, Frank Clark. And uh, that'd be a a deadly combo, yeah. That would be some, some man, but also, I think it'd be interesting to see what happens when uh, Frank Clark gets less sacks than Justin Houston in a season. And then it's there's that awkward tension of hey, I'm the guy they got rid of so they could get you, and I did better on my second go around, yeah. But that's 
that's neither here nor there. Hey, hey that'll just increase the. And, and you know Houston. what? If that happens, that means yeah. that, that re-signing of Justin Houston after he spent a year in Indy doing nothing is even better. Yeah, you want to say, guy, you will never. I, I will never not want Justin Houston. I love. Yeah. I would love to have him back. If Justin I, Houston that's... wants to say, "I told you so," and give us eleven sacks this season. Hey, uh, go for sure. it. Tell, tell me I told you yep, so. As you long told as you us give so, me man. Welcome back to the kingdom. I mean, oh, and here's your ring, back. boss. Yeah, yeah here's a, he, he did 11 and 8 in Indianapolis. So, yeah, so like, there's plenty of juice left. I would say if we can get him, get him. Um, and yeah. that makes you, that means nobody's getting double teamed because they yeah. can't. The yeah, I mean, he's, again, it goes back to being healthy. I think that the, the depth around him this year or in, and they got they've got the depth guys. They got Taco. Yeah, they got the depth. They can give. They got Taco. They got Dana. You can make. You can make. They got Tim Ward, you, of course. You can you can use those, and that's the other thing. Is like the other reason I say defensive end. Tim Ward is like third on the damn depth chart at DN right now. Yeah, yeah. That well, is can we talk about nothing against Tim Ward, but that dude has played one game in the Justin NFL. Houston had a twenty-two sack season. Mm-hmm. Like the man is a man is, is a monster. Good. Yeah, even yeah. 75% of prime Justin is better than, like, 90% of the league at defensive end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, Willie so think, Gay would have to give up number 50. So Yeah, well. Unfortunately, Willie, you're going to have to get a new number. Justin, go put, put on a, go go put put on a number, 7 or a 9 or six. a 6. He, he was 6 in college. I would love that. Yeah, I would say if Justin Houston six. walks into the locker room and says, I'm number 50, guess who's number 50 now? Yeah. Justin Houston Justin is. is. So. Like I said, man, and, and that dynamic, like you guys talked about with that front four, like, Frank Clark, for all everybody wants to say, nasty dude most of the time. Chris mm-hmm. Jones, nasty dude. Ask Tom Brady. Uh, mm-hmm. Jaron Reed is not known for being polite. <laughs> and Justin Houston, ugh. y'all remember Justin when he was on the Chiefs and his sideline and how he handled things. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah. Imagine him and Justin Houston and Chris Jones and Frank. Like, that, that, that whole D-line would be so... And like I said, so you got Taco in there, and that's in a relationship because yeah. he's built like Frank is. They know each other. They like it's the same. They're all in that same mentality. That defensive end, that line room becomes what was a question becomes a strength really fast. Yeah, yeah. I really think that. Uh, I, I would love it. I just, man, I don't know. I mean, I know they went hard after D Ford after the Super Bowl, but uh, you know, Justin Houston was on that defense. He was considered one of the leaders, one of the faces of that defense. And it, again, it's that question of is that bridge completely burnt or I hope that it's still open a little bit. They, it seems like they, when, when he left, it seemed like they did go. You know, they always spoke highly of him. There wasn't anybody at a parade yelling. And that was now that was Beach's first year as GM when he got when he was out, wasn't it? Or was it his? Was that still? Because uh, it was what? I he played for full year. Out. He played for Indy in eighteen and nineteen, didn't he? Uh, nineteen and twenty. Nineteen and twenty. So yeah. then, so so yeah, so then yeah, Beach would have been his first full year. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. so and part of that is because you just couldn't pay him. Yeah, yeah that was the problem. The contract. Yeah. Um, so I definitely. The reason that they were able to do the Frank Clark deal was because they were able to structure it a certain way and yeah. do a bunch of stuff with it. Justin, yeah. that wasn't how that was working. So yeah, and we don't. John Dorsey yeah, had already just given him a a huge contract that was no going back from. So yeah, yeah. and like at that number. You can't do it. So no. it is what it is. It's, it sucks. Mm-hmm. It's part of the business. Yeah. We just watched that same thing happen, except this was, it was almost worse with the two tackles because theirs were just because they couldn't freaking play. It got hurt. Like, right. yeah. Fisher got, like that's yeah. as unlucky as you can get for Eric Fisher. Yeah. I Ultimately, agree. I think I think Justin Houston will come back to the Chiefs eventually one day. You know, 
whether it be after he retires. I hope at minimum he retires as a yeah, chief. I think like he, the one day contract. But I really like think I, he will. I'm telling you, man, on at the right price in this defense on this defense where he just gets to play edge and rush and do oh, what yeah, he loves exactly. to do. Oh. Yeah, it'd be a it'd be a solid solid combo for sure. I think it would be it'd be a great sight for Chiefs fans. But anyways, guys, that'll about do it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, be sure to hit us up on social media uh, at Kingdom Says Pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Be sure to like, rate, and review the podcast. Go ahead and subscribe. I'll do all that jumbo. Leave us some reviews. Leave us some questions. And uh, we will talk to you guys next week for some more off-season talk. See you later. Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. That's B-A-S-Y to 203203. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.